Welcome to Fadeaways and Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Pirano. Today's guest, Clips from the show Follow Through with Clips and Drew. Clips and I sit down, we talk hoops, we talk life. This guy was a great ball of energy. You guys should go check out their own podcast, the Follow Through with Clips and Drew. If you haven't yet, check them out on IG. This guy was amazing. Hope you guys love the show. Thanks. Stay tuned. Ian Rice, welcome to the show, a.k.a. Clips. I'm glad to be here. How's it going, man? It's going well, man. Welcome welcome to San Clemente. Oh, thank you, brother. Thank you. So, hey, man, thank you for being on the show. Let's talk a little hoop life with you. Okay. So, how, how did it all get started for you? With, like, playing basketball? Yes, sir. You know what? It's actually kind of a funny story because... I didn't play basketball. Like I come from a football family. My dad was an amazing athlete in high school, uh, baseball and football. All his brothers were football, um, and I never wanted to play. So I grew up playing baseball, right? And I was a horrible basketball player. And my best friend at the time, his name was Ryan Pappas. His parents had season tickets to the Clippers. Uh, this is back in the sports arena days, and right, I had right. never been to a pro basketball game before. <clears throat> And I went to that Clipper game, and I literally fell in love. Like, that that day, I fell in love with basketball. I'm like, I want to do that. I want to play like these guys. Um, that's when I became a Clipper fan. It started there at, like, 10 years old. Um, and then, again, like, it, you know, I wasn't blessed with athleticism. I mean, I was, I was athletic, I guess. Like, I could play all the sports and, like, but basketball was not, I was not good at it. Right. Um, but... That's what we started playing as kids. And then, you know, as we get into, I started to realize like in, in middle school, I'm like, okay, I'm okay. Like, I think I, I really like to play. I'm okay. I got to high school and I tried out, um, but I didn't make the team. Right. I heard the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got cut. I got cut and I was, li- I was actually devastated at the time, but I was also, we kind of, we kind of jumped forward, but like. I became a ball boy for the Clippers. That's a whole nother story. Right, like, we gotta I, talk about. Okay, that. Wait, 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 we will we'll talk about that. So it was, it, even if I made the high school team, I probably wouldn't have been able to play anyways because I had I had prior obligations to the Clippers, and I would have much rather worked for the Clippers than played high school basketball. I you know, don't blame you. You know, um, but through all that, I continued to play. Like I continued. I was playing street ball. I was playing dunk ball. I was playing at the park on the weekends. All my friends. Um, and I continuously just got better. I started, you know, I, I've been in the same routine with basketball for 25 years, you know, as far as like, I right. have to, I shoot every day, like, right. and I consistently did that. And then being around all the pro athletes, you know, like I learned a lot from them. Right. Um, I got to, you know, soak in a lot of knowledge from them and, you know, try some stuff out with them Right. that worked. And, um, I also like went out of my element like I was in high school I would get my friends and we would go to Venice Beach and play and we'd go and get our ass kicked every week you know Good. But, but get better you know that's how you get better that's how you playing with better people in different environments you know what I mean right and, and this is before social media like you can go on social media and see all these crazy moves dudes are doing oh, yeah, now yeah, yeah, yeah. back in the day man you had to go to Venice Beach you know like yeah. you had to go and that's where real street ball was you know right. um and then just continuously just staying on the course, man. Basketball has been therapy for me. It's been, um, I've lost a lot of girlfriends over it. I've lost, you know, <laughs> jobs over it sometimes, you know, because it's like, 
it's always been first. Yeah. And you know that, uh, which is kind of sad in a way, but no, it's not. It's not. It's not. No, it's not. But it's funny because you see the you see everybody talking about or hashtagging like yo ball is life. You know, it's just like it's just a it's a phrase for some people. Like for some people like us, like it literally is our life. It's like a religion. Yeah. We wake up. We think about it. We talk about it. We're surrounded by it. Your friends are probably all basketball dudes. Most of them Most, are. Mm-hmm. And my wife is always yelling at me. It's all basketball. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. <laughs> what it is. You know? Um, so, yeah, just continuously playing. And, you know, I really thought... I, I, I When I made my first video, uh, which was a random video, it, it, was, right. uh, it was a trick shot I did. I just finished a workout. Like, I recorded my workout. And... Uh, when I was walking up to the camera at the end, I just threw it behind my head and I said bingo before it went in and it went in. And I was like, damn, that looked good. And I posted it that night and this is when I, just, I had a small following and the girls really liked it. Like, they're oh, like, yeah. oh, wow, that's kind of cool. And I'm like, oh, the girls like, all right, I'm, I'm going to do a little more. Yeah. You know, so that's where the video started. And um, in the beginning, it was really uh, like nobody knew I was recording at my gym uh, or anywhere. <clears throat> and then as the momentum grew with the videos, like, then they started knowing. They started seeing themselves. And they were like, oh, I don't want yeah, to Yeah, it ain't happening. Yeah, so. <laughs> and even now, like, when we play, when we play, like, and I do something crazy or something happens, they're always like, oh, shit, that's going up. Like, that's going up today. Yeah. I'm going to see it. So, yeah, yeah basketball is just, it, it's been a part of my life, man, forever. Right on. Now, you hit a dark side. Mm-hmm. Because you tore, you, know, you basically I destroyed, Living- you, like, destroyed your knee. I Sean Livingston my knee. And it was actually kind of um, shout out to Sean. Livingston. Yeah, shout out to Sean for keep for, <laughs> for playing. You know, uh, it was actually f- crazy because I had friends playing overseas, like in France and stuff, and right. people that I was playing with. And again, I wasn't, a, I wasn't, I, I'm still not a great basketball player, but I felt that I was just as good as them, if not better. And I was at a point in my life where cool. I'm like, if I don't do this now, like I'm gonna regret it. You know, right? So couple of my friends were playing over there and I wanted to go like I'm you know they said come out come out and try out and I, I, I know I was leaving September 2nd and I went to play our Saturday morning pickup games and second play of the game dude just caught an outlet pass busted right and, and blew everything out it was the MCL ACL PCL my kneecap was off um, it was horrible and I knew it right when I did it you know and I remember going to the one of my, my boys took me to the emergency room and my my, my leg my my leg was just hanging off dude, like by a thread and the doctor laughed he like had a little giggle I remember him looking at my knee and he laughed and he said well you're not going to be playing basketball ever again and I'm like and then I, I lost it you know yeah. I, I was I was in a really bad place you know I lost, I couldn't work you know I couldn't hoop uh, I had just like gotten into this huge house I started a new business like and that was the worst time of my life and not to mention, this is this is the best part of this, is when, before you go overseas, you got to get different insurance out the, when you when you go out there. Okay. So I canceled my insurance here in the states. Oh, so you didn't even have insurance. I blew my knee out with no insurance. I ended up at County in LA, and my mom works for one of the best hospitals in in Los Angeles. It's now SC Medical, um, but I had to end up at county hospital where they're ha- they have a jail in the hospital you know what i mean like people are literally dying in that hospital right so mom snuck me in i got a few mris but you know if it wasn't for and i say this because it, it it opened my eyes to a lot of things you know right. like if you don't have a strong family and a strong support group like i i wouldn't have been able to make it 
You know what right. I mean? Make it as far as like, I think uh, I've been through some things in my life where I feel like I've been depressed, you know, and I think yeah. a lot of people have gone through that. Right. But when you can't do like what you love to do, it's it, tough. It's tough. And, and, oh. and the possibility of never doing it again. Oh, yeah. And it, it was about two months where I literally, I moved, I, this house we got was, there was 19 stairs and our rooms were upstairs. Uh, it was it was a house way too big for us, but I couldn't even get up and down the stairs. So we moved, I moved a refrigerator, I moved the coffee maker, you know, everything up into my room and I didn't leave there for two, two and a half months. And then, you know, my mom and dad came over one day and my pops was just like, yo, get off your ass and get your knee better. You know, don't let this guy tell you you're not going to hoop again like that. Yeah. And and he was so right. So I literally would go to and remember like I, I had to, you know, you, you have to have a chair in the shower. Like you, it, everything is oh, just a process, dude. Yeah. And so he was right. And so you know what? I, I started going to the gym and I would grab a chair and I'd sit at the free throw line and I'd shoot, you know? I'd shoot. My friend would I'd shoot sitting down. You know, just to get it back, you know, and you yeah. kind of be back in the gym with your friends and like that's why it's so inspirational if you've seen like Gordon Hayward right now. Yeah. Like he's up walking and shooting, you know? It looked like three months ago, like this kid might never, never play, play again. again. Right? Yes. <laughs> and then, you know, so after physical therapy and like, I spent nine months, dude, nine months of, of you know, no knee, no walking. And then I spent the time, uh, I did the rehab and you slowly get into it and, and for probably three years four years after that yeah. it's still in the back of your head when you play oh yeah you don't want to get hurt again no I've had two back surgeries so I completely know you know from. oh yeah and then there has to come a point coach where like okay is this even worth it like cause if we if, if I get hurt again you know like maybe I won't be able to play forever but the moral of the story is like now we're ten years post yeah post surgery and I'm playing I think some of the best basketball or I'm having the most fun playing basketball right now. Like there's not, I play with a bunch of young bucks. You know Doesn't what I mean? matter. No, I know. As long as you're having fun. Yeah. And they keep me like, they keep me motivated to keep playing. Like they call me OG and like, you know, I'm the old guy, whatever, but I'm busting their ass. That's great. You know? So. Oh, I'm feeling that. It's like me coaching. Like I can go work all day and then have to race to a basketball practice or race to a skill training and as soon as I get with these kids, or even a college group of guys, because every everybody I'm with on the court, I'm the old guy. Right. Yeah. I'm the old guy. Yeah, right. We never but thought I that have, was coming, huh? No. But you know, I have a, I have the best time because mm -hmm. I feel younger. Mm -hmm. uh, I got more. I mean, even if I pulled up and I'm dog tired mm -hmm. from being up since three thirty in the morning, I'm not tired anymore. Right. I got all kinds of energy. Right. Because of their energy. Mm -hmm. So, I, hey, man, I get it. Yeah. That's... I get it. So, being a Clipper ball boy. Mm -hmm. So, let's go, let's, go, let's go to that. Okay. So, you become a Clipper ball boy. You're super persistent. Mm -hmm. You end up writing, like, what, like 15 letters or something crazy? This is what's crazy. Is so, after I went to that first Clipper game with Ryan Pappas, my, my childhood friend, um, I went home and I told my parents, like, yo, I, I want tickets to games. This is when I'm 10, dude, mind you. I want to be going to these games and, my, and remind, remember, Sports Arena was on Figueroa and Vernon. Like, that is, at this time, was right. the worst. Sports Arena was in the worst neighborhood you could possibly be in. Um, so my parents didn't want me going to really Clipper games. Anyways, what happened was I saved up my allowance. My parents matched my allowance. And back in the day, like, 
hundred bucks you can get four game like six games. You can go see Sha or you can go see Orlando and Chicago and like, right. And so they, we bought tickets and the guy that sold me my tickets, Philip Johnson, never forget his name. Um, he sold me my tickets and I remember I went down to pick them up one day. My dad drove me down there. And Philip looked at me and he's like, what? Like, he saw how young I was and like, what are you? And this is when the Clippers were lit, like horrific. Like, I'm sorry, the Clippers have been horrific forever. They have not been forever. We've had a, we had a good six years. We had a good six year run. I've been a Clipper fan all my life. Mm-hmm. My dad tried out for the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've been a Clipper before all the bandwagon, mm-hmm. all this. Thing. Oh, I know. I know that. So we're, we're like cursed. Don't say that because I'm looking at my Clipper curse book right We're like curse. Sorry. <laughs> you know what? After reading the book by McMenus, the Clipper curse, like it it it, uh, it opened my eyes to maybe we are. Um, it's stir- like my Chargers and my Padre. Yeah, that's that too. That too. I just want to see one championship before Please? before we die. Yeah, just one. one. Just one. one. Just one. And I thought we would have had it a couple years ago, but yeah. um, so the guy that sold me the tickets, Philip Johnson, was so shocked that I was young and buying tickets and right. wanted to come to Clipper games. Um, I said, dude, I want to be a ball boy. And he said, how about this? You write a letter. Write me a letter. And this was towards the end of the year. Write me a letter. I'll put it on the guy's desk, and maybe we can do something next year. Anyways, I spent the whole summer. I wrote a letter a week to Philip. I just blew up his inbox. Hey, this is back. There's no emails back. Like, just, this, yeah. Writing letters. Yeah, chain letters. <clears throat> and he got, I think I annoyed the shit out of him so much that they like had to give me a shot, you know? That's and so, awesome. yeah, man, and I still have the letter that they sent me. I remember running down to my best friend Nick's house who lived on the same street as me. Like, dude, I'm a ball boy. Like, how crazy is this, you know? And, like, I remember my the first game was, I think we played Denver or something like that. And I just remember being on the court, and I'm like, wow, dude, wow. Like, a year ago, I went to my first game, and now I'm on the court. And I was really good with the players. Like, I, I had I had the same personality I have now. I think I had it 10. 10. Yeah. And swag. just a little swag and like I'm not I don't get starstruck I mean it happened one like when we when I saw Michael Jordan yeah that was that was it like that was when I was a fanboy we were like whoa yeah but even seeing Shaq and all that stuff but like and then it progressively got like once I was able to turn old enough to drive like I was as soon as I passed the class that I needed to pass in high school I was getting in the car and going to Clipper practice I'd go wash cars make a couple hundred bucks That's you know sick. what I mean yeah. yeah were you ever trash talking to him I would I lived with Lorenzen Wright for That's forever so cause you know we go up to Jordan Lawley's and mm. my boy mm. Boy, he talking is he talking? Oh, he, he uh, talks all kinds of trash. As long as, he, guys. As, long as he can back it up. up, as long as you can back <laughs> it up, that's okay. <laughs> that's what made, that's what cracks me up. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a good experience, man. And you know, I got two tickets for every game, so like I would bring, uh, you know, my friends got to go, and like when I couldn't drive, my sister's older friends would take me. You know what I mean? Right. So. It was just, a, it was a really good time, man, and I learned a lot, and what's crazy is some of those relationships that I built that young with the Clippers, I'm, I have now, to this day, still, like, Keith Kloss and Lamont Murray, and, like, it's funny how the basketball world works, like, in this circle, like, Kloss is a really, he's been sober for 10 years now, and he's, he's working over in China, calls me once a month to talk, that's Le- cool. Yeah, Lamont Murray ends up being like on my brand black basketball team. We get him right. to be our coach. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just funny how all that works, yeah. man. And it and it stems from building good relationships and right. not burning relationships. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's I feel you on that mm-hmm. one because I've been burned tons of mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I get that, man. So here you are as a Clipper ball boy. What is one moment that like 
you played somebody one on one for fun. I've got a few of them. And, and uh, and okay, give me so give me two. So this was my hustle. Give me two. I'm give gonna me t- two. I'll give you two. But this was my hustle. This is how I made money, or uh, got memorabilia. Like I would, we weren't allowed to shoot when the players were on the court. Like we right. can just rebound and all that stuff. Right. So my hustle was always I, I'd, I'd pick out the player I wanted to play one on one. I played defense on them. They couldn't come in the key. If they made the shot, they got a point. If they missed the shot, I got a point. Okay. okay? So I would play defense, you I know, like that. that. And we would either play for money, like they would give me money, or I'd play them for their shoes after the game. Mm-hmm. You know, either way, they'd always give me one of those, even if they won. Right. And then what I would give them is I'd get them whatever food they want after the game. Or if they want me to go get a girl's number, like I'll go, that, that was my job too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, was, I did that a lot. Um, hey, excuse me, uh, Miss uh, Big Booty Girl. Yeah, that's I would do it, and they, I'd be like, "Yo, he." I'm not going to name any names right now because I'm sure I could put some players on blast. But um, no, definitely, I remember here. I'll tell you two really good ones. Okay. The first one being, and your listeners, if they don't know this man, they need to look him up because he's okay. the OG of point guards, Rod Strickland. Okay. Oh, Rod! You played Rod Strickland. Rod Strickland was one of my is still my top five favorite point guards of all time. God, dirty. But listen, dirty is not even. And mind you, of course, this is Rod Strickland. But I'm playing him for real one on one before the game. Okay. And, How old were you? Uh, I was probably fourteen. Okay. Fourteen or fifteen. Okay. And um, just I was just a fat little kid, dude. You know what I mean? Just out there trying to do what I'm doing. But um, I remember that there was somebody sitting in. This is this is when they had concourse, but there was it was so it was either a um, a concession stand worker that was watching us play or a fan was in there early, but Rod Strickland busted my ass so hard that I can hear the dude laughing in concourse at me, like this I can hear one person just dying laughing and I'm like shit, thank God like social media wasn't around before then because he he was amazing right um, and then. Kevin Garnett, I got a great Kevin Garnett story. Who's a KG? KG, and this is his rookie year, right? And I was a big fan of KG, like even coming in. And KG used to wear rubber bands, right? And that's why I started wearing rubber bands, is because KG was rocking them. And before the game, he was a great guy. And before, the, and I never heard a dude cuss more than him ever. Like yeah. even to me, I'm a kid, yeah. and we're he's he's cool as hell, and we're playing one on one and. He's sweating and cussing me out. Just that's how he gets ready for games. Yeah, you know, what I, I mean, know. he's not doing it on like to disrespect me. He's right. just that's how he gets gets up for games. And I remember I was sweating like crazy, and I got my rubber band on, and he's got his. And I went into like to steal the ball, and I broke his rubber band. Like it popped right off his wrist. And um, I'm like, oh shit! Like that's your lucky rubber band. And I'm like, you can wear mine. Like why don't you wear mine tonight? And so he wore my rubber band that game, and it was his rookie year. I think it was his, it was his first like twenty and twenty game that he had, twenty and fifteen, something like that. Yeah. And then after the game, he came up. He's like, "Dude, I'm wearing this for a couple weeks, you know, oh, until, until this falls sick. off." So <laughs> sick, bro. You know, and those those are the kind of memories that like, not a lot of kids can no, have these. Very lucky. Man. You know, it's yeah. lucky, and it's like, <clears throat> and to this day, like I've established, even the guys I ball boyed with, I was just best man in my boy's wedding that. We grew up ball boring together, you know, and like, um, just special, dude. And, and and these are memories that I like to pass on. I like to talk about them on my podcast. I yeah. like to tell other people about them because a lot of people don't see that side of players, you know. Right. Um, and I got to see it for a long time. You know? That's it. Super sick.